Backchat Podcast, EU banter for pros by pros. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Backchat Podcast. It is week 10 of the European LCS, and I'm, of course, your host, Devin Pyrotechnics Young. I'm inside the Splice House. This time, I'm joined by the Jungler Trashy. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and the Midlanders Suncooks. How you doing, man? Yes, that's correct. Great. This is off to a wonderful start. <laughs> I know uh, you're still a little bit tired, Suncook, so I might let you warm up a little bit. But wow, you guys have a massive house. Like we're we're just in one room normally. We sit in like the living room and it's a bit cramped of all these gaming houses, but this place is actually massive. As the it's the esports money kicking in, you know. <laughs> then you then suddenly you 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 get to the point where you're living in a in a penthouse apartment in, in the top building and uh the rooms are massive and just uh, um, it's uh, quite the the contrast to where we lived uh, before. So I think all of us really enjoy it and props to uh, Splice to making this uh, house happen for us. Yeah, I mean, it's not only big, it's also quite nice. Like It could be big and a bit shitty, but I mean, in general, it's pretty good uh, overall. I think the quality of it. Yeah, no kidding. You guys even have your own elevator that goes up to, well, it's not just your elevator, but it goes into your apartment. I've never seen that. It's penthouse, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, clearly I just need to start getting good enough to be a pro gamer and then I I can live in a penthouse too. I'll get back to the house a little bit later, but I really want to ask you guys about playing the last couple of weeks and looking ahead to playoffs. You had a rough game against the Unicorns yesterday, but honestly, it was a lot of action back and forth and it seemed like you guys didn't have any trouble being decisive on stage. Senkuks uh, has other thoughts about that. <laughs> I mean, I think the first first game, it wasn't really a problem. I think we did most of the proactive plays. The second game, I think our draft wasn't the greatest. And it, all in all, it was quite hard to play the game from there. And the third game, I think we kind of we weren't that decisive at all. Like We were kind of doing too many things at once or not doing anything. And then I was sitting in mid and getting dove and <laughs> over and over and... Is it important to you guys to get a second seed versus a third, or since you won't be getting a buy, it doesn't really matter? Uh, I don't think the seed actually matters too much because I think the teams who will face on the other group are either if it's going to be Fnatic or, or Rocket, they're slightly worse than Misfits. But if we play at the, the level I know we can play at, then we can beat all, uh, all the teams who will meet in the quarterfinals. So, Yeah, it um, seems like you guys are looking to finish out the split strong and you know get back up to the form. Maybe we see you in the finals again. Get back to that in a minute, but if you're looking at Group B as being like a much stronger one, do you guys feel like overall the teams in that group are a lot better prepared to take on the playoffs? The overall level in EU is pretty close uh, on the top, so uh, it all comes down to like preparation on the on the game and preparation on on the series and whoever shows up on the day. So I think the three teams that are going to play us from Group B are quite close, and I think the the series yesterday against you all kind of showed that. Because yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I talked. I know I talked to you, Senkook, some some weeks back about like being able to execute on stage, and you said, okay, well, maybe we're not quite at the level we'd like to be, being able to pull the trigger uh, compared to you know, not necessarily knowing what to do on stage in the right moment, in the right time. But it seems like it is improving. And are you guys happy with the progress you've made as the split's gone on? I'm not sure if we are completely satisfied with the with where we are right now. I mean, it depends on what happens in playoffs, right? Um, 
the past few weeks the reason like we played origin and vitality they're not really the strongest teams at the moment i think so in general i think we, we've gotten a lot better at pulling the trigger on stage and doing something i think the series against g2 that we had actually showed that like we pretty much stomped the first game and then the next game it wasn't because we were just sitting back and losing slowly we actually did something so in general i don't think we just we're not losing the games of just this frustrating way where you're just standing and doing nothing but we're actually trying to win the game in a way and i mean that that's a good sign for where we started in the split where we didn't do anything at all and we were just losing slowly there's obviously a lot of expectation on you guys always because you made the finals the last split you were able to make it all the way to worlds and uh you know everyone was talking about splices being one of those top three teams in europe a lot of teams just got stronger and that's why you guys perceived as falling down a little bit or you did you actually stumble a little at the start of the split uh, I think both, honestly. Uh, it's obvious that the top te- there are more teams in EU now that are at the top that can compete compared to last split. And then on top of that, I think we just played really poorly in the start and we, we didn't really take any of the things we learned from Wales with us, I feel like. So it was kind of like starting from scratch again in a way and we just needed to reevaluate what we were doing. And then that took some time and... Uh, when you're not playing as well, then it starts to get some tension in the team too because we all want to win and we all want to perform. And there will be a period where you need to kind of get through this and then there will be better times ahead of us. And I think we are slowly getting to that point. Well, it's, it's hard to adjust to things like that. And, you know, the game's always kind of in a state of change. At least this time we won't have any major changes coming ahead for the playoffs because Galio is disabled. No one has to worry about that freaking champion. Galio is fucking broken, man. I'm sick of running into him in solo queue <laughs> every really time. Oh, uh, okay, well, no, not, not for playoffs at least. So we won't have to worry about that for a little while. And, and the rest of the changes aren't like too crazy, at least not in your guys' roles. But apparently LeBlanc's still pretty good. I don't know. We will see. Yeah. Okay, wait, I don't want you guys to reveal any strats. There's still plenty of weeks ahead, right? I mean, yesterday <laughs> I was being a bit too greedy and died, but I think in general he seemed quite useless after that. Though, so. Okay, all right. Well, I guess it's it's uh, up to... It's one of those champs you really, you really hate playing against because it's it's like the, it has the, the clone and the, so mobile and flying all over the map and you have to... Uh, I hate yeah. playing. It's one of those champions I really hate playing against, for sure. <laughs> And I think a lot of other league players feel that way too about LeBlanc. Except maybe mid laners because they're like, ah, it's not so good in lane or maybe it's, I can deal with it. Kinda. But it's always, in the I back think of your mind, it's always we, I think it's just because we have bigger brains in mid lane. I think that's why. Ah, you're ah. EU mid laners, right? Yeah, EU mid laners. Well, I mean, for jungle, though, things have changed a little bit for you, Trashy. Like, we used to, on broadcast, I remember it used to almost be a meme where, like, ah, you know, Trashy loves his tanks, like, plays the Gragas, plays the Rexile all the time. And that was part of the whole, you know, early games, not really as impactful, the late game happens. But you played two Elise games, and you were all over the map yesterday. That seems to have been a change for you. Uh, yeah, I think in the past, I didn't really play Elise that well. But doing world, uh, during the, the Worlds period, I was playing Elise quite a lot, and... I think with how in the past when there was all this lane swap meta and you couldn't really push the early game advantages that well, it was more difficult to to just play full early game junglers like Elise. Um, but now how the game works where lane swaps is not a thing and then the champion becomes quite good. And with the meta right now, it's a lot more damage focused from jungle and I, I needed to adjust that myself because in the past I would always just play like initiate tanks for the team and uh, it worked really well for our team because we have 
we usually like to play like damage oriented top laners as well. So in that regard, uh, it was definitely a change this split for for me and. We all saw in the start that it wasn't really working that great for us. And uh, you guys have obviously played around a lot of interesting choices too. We talked last week about Wonder playing the Fizz up top and you having to kind of play around that. But it seems like he's able to make damage champ. Or he's able to do a lot of damage on champions even when they're not damage dealers that much. Like he played the Gragas in the first game of your guys' series, and and you guys seem to have a lot of experimental weapons, a lot of things that people don't really see coming. Yeah, uh, we are kind of unpredictable in draft a lot of time, uh, a lot of times. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure always, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in general, like especially on solo lanes, there's a lot of champs you can play, and I think me and Wonder has quite big champion pools, so there's always something new to play. And sometimes we get too stuck on playing maybe one fun champ, and then it can get quite funny in in the games, but. We are unpredictable, that's how it is. Sucks yeah. for enemy teams. The, the, the splice magic in draft, you never really know where champions go and we're, we're very very flexible. But oh, uh, The Ziggs Camille bot lane was sick, but I, I had no idea what was happening when you guys locked that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's cool though, I mean, it's, it's one of the cool things about seeing you guys play a team like Unicorns, because they're the other team in EU that always does it. Uh, I mean, how, how is it trying to predict those guys when you play off against them? It's really hard, honestly, like, a lot of the, the champions they choose and the way they play is so different from other teams that it kind of throws you off a bit because we are used to playing uh, against like specific champions in scrim that they didn't really play and then you are kind of I guess maybe it's the same for them that they are not used to what we are playing so it becomes you need to be able to um, adapt a lot in game uh, about like what you're doing uh, so uh, the series against Yol is always really interesting and fun, and uh, somehow in this split we always manage to come out with a loss. So uh, uh, it's uh, not that great. Uh, I think all of us, because we have played so much against Yol, and we we really want to win against Yol, uh, so it it hurts even more when we lose against them. Yeah, you might get another chance though. Even if they end up blocking at the first seed, you guys will still be able to make a good run of playoffs and. Honestly, the group system, it seemed a little bit strange when it came in, but if it has helped you guys become a better team, then it seems like it's been a success. How, how have you felt about how the groups and the draw happened throughout this or for the split? They, I mean, to be honest, in the start of the split, the bottom teams were so bad on just like on the basic League of Legends and on like doing the they're playing to the right sides of the map, blah, 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 like these kind of things that you, you can... You can go into a series like this and you know you will just win regardless of pretty much how you play and then it's kind of hard then the group system becomes worse i think because it's harder for you to actually improve on on stage when you play these teams because you can do stuff on stage against these teams that won't work against the best teams and then the competition becomes worse in EU and I think that has been the biggest problem this split for for the group I think overall the group system is okay just the, the fact that the the level of play from from top to bottom is so big that uh, the group system kind of didn't have any uh, didn't really have a lot of excitement I feel like yeah well at the beginning there weren't a whole lot of upsets either right it took until we got into what was it week eight 
before we actually had a team that was lower in the standings beating someone above. Yeah, and that's that's obvious. Like that, the the lower teams at some point will get the basics down, and then when they have the basics down, they can actually start competing. Uh, I think one of the things I see, especially in Korea, is that. Um, even the bottom teams, they have they they have basic knowledge about League of Legends and how to play the game, and that's why like a lot of early games, especially in Korea, even against the worst teams, can go pretty even. And then um, the 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 better teams actually excel in like the the mid game and know how to to close out the games. I think the the competition in EU is just a lot worse, and that kind of hurts. The, the growth of the top teams. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you have to go look to international competition if you're already at the top, right? Something that um, I remember talking to G2 a couple weeks ago about how they felt about the state of EU and, and where they could get their best practice. And they were saying, yeah, we need to we need to find a way to improve if we're at the top, where do we go from here, right? Yeah, and I completely agree. Like during the time we, we played at Worlds, when we played uh, scrims against some of the, the best teams in the world, we. We saw things and scrims that we we never would have seen in in EU, and we learned learned things that we would never have gotten out of playing just in in EU. So I would love that we would get more chances to play international competition and stuff like this, because in reality that is where we can really that is where EU as a as a region can really test themselves and see what we need to improve and we we, we have all heard the, what happened that at IEM where teams came back and they're like they felt like they actually learned to play the game in a, in a different way and those are the kind of things you you really want to do as a team and maybe it changes maybe we see a little bit of improvement going forward and you talked about Rocket at least they've been able to have a pretty big late season surge and what do you think about how they've actually been able to come up in the standings I mean, they have a lot of new new players, um, and I think that's the problem for a lot of teams right now. Like, Giants has a lot of new players. Uh, OG has a lot of new players. So I think these new players also have to get on stage and kind of get comfortable there, and they have to learn the game because when you sit and play solo queue every day, you you don't really learn the same things as when you scrim LCS teams and when you have a coach that's knowledgeable and tells you what to do and you need to do these kind of things. So. I think in general they just have to learn the basics and that might take a split, that might take two, but I think every player can get there and I think for Rocket especially, you, the first half of the split they look really clueless, but towards uh, the second half their their decision making towards uh, the late game and in general I think their decision making is actually decent. Sometimes they make some misplays on the map, but I think most of the time it's mechanical mistakes that they get too far behind on early, but I actually think they're their macro play mid late game is 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 decent. Yeah, you you have to uh, understand as well. Like we as a team, Splice, like we had a really rough first split when we just got into LCS as well, where we we were really struggling on like basic League of Legends and executing this. So uh, it takes time to actually even even if you actually know about how to play out the game, you. Will do mistakes on on stage in the beginning, uh, which is normal because you're new and you're a rookie, and um, that is kind of how it is sometimes. Uh, and then we kind of in summer kind of just stop making these like errors in in the basic League of Legends. And uh, I think Rocket is a good example of that, where they now have found like some um, consistency in their play that will 
make them win against the, the worst teams because the other teams don't have that. And uh, on top of that, I think uh, from listening to their players and their their staff, it seems like having a sports psychologist for the team and kind of just solving their maybe individual um individual problems they have with each other or something like this uh, helped a lot as well and it's definitely something that I think every team should look into like sports psychologists is very important for teams I think and it certainly has uh, developed into a pretty big improvement for Rocket and I was going to say you guys aren't really any strangers to having to adjust to being on stage maybe with the exception of you Trashy having played in NA but now uh, you are the wise sages that know everything at least a lot more than some of the newer teams yeah. did. I mean, I was a challenger series god pretty much. I've been playing there since the beginning, but it's always different to play on the LCS stage. So I definitely miss the NA life. Just being in LA, just you wake up and you go outside and it's really warm and the sun is shining and isn't you just vacation life you man. just they take off anything you just take off your clothes and then you have a swimming pool you take a swim and then late night after scrims when you're tired you go outside there's a jacuzzi you can just chill a bit yeah but did you actually even scrim yeah oh. of course i mean i take my job very seriously couldn't see that in the gameplay what <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break we'll be right back All right, and we're back, and uh, well, that was a nice lunch. We just came out of, uh, came from a, a great lunch by our insane chef. Uh, I, I'm sure our chef is probably better than the H2K chef, but I mean, to be honest, we should probably have like some kind of battle between the chefs uh, to figure out who is the better chef. Yeah, do you, does your guys chef make uh, chicken nuggets though? That's the important thing. I'm sure she can make chicken nuggets, but I haven't actually seen chicken nuggets. So, but I mean, usually chicken nuggets is for like either if you're really, uh, really drunk and you just want to get some fast food or for kids. So I, ex I guess that's why they make it in the HSK house. Nice flame already. Good. We're on, we're on a great roll already. Well, I mean, Trash, you have to be kind of like the, the grown up in the house here, at least, right? Like you're the old man compared to everyone, even Yamato. I hope that's a joke. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm actually older than Yamato. So, but I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel old, but I am old. So it's kind of weird, but yeah, you're the you you feel you feel young. That's good. I'm glad I can yeah. tell people that too. Actually, and then again, it's like I go if I go out and I'm going to a club or something, then I'll every time I they will ask for my ID because I I look like someone that is 18 or 17. So <laughs> well, you're hanging with this guy, and uh, you know he's got he's got the young face as well. I mean, he is young, so yes, we're I, have, I have an excuse. <laughs> I have an excuse for being childish. He doesn't. <laughs> We talked a lot about the league. We talked about what you guys felt about groups looking ahead to playoffs. But I want to go back to the Splice House. As I said at the beginning, this is a huge place. You guys have so much room in here. It's a big rooftop. It seems like you honestly could hold some really, really crazy parties in here if you wanted. It's going to be some dope Splice parties in summer. We need a, a grill and then we just need some nice furniture on the balcony. And then we invite all the other teams and it's, it's down. It's going down. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, if our manager decides to pimp it up a bit with uh, maybe, I mean, I've already uh, told him that I, I would, I would, I would like a jacuzzi, maybe like a big grill or maybe like 
Okay, a pool. We need a pool, actually. A pool or something like that. There are a lot of options, right? So it's all nice. about how our manager decides to spend uh, the the money he, he can spend on it. So I'm not sure like what, what will happen, but we definitely have a lot of good options with our house. Maybe it's based on how you guys place. If you uh, if you end up like fifth, sixth in playoffs, you like only get the, the grill. If you get like into finals, you get the pool, and then if you win, you get jacuzzi, right? You know that that sounds like a good plan. I would. I think, uh, I think we should. You should talk to our manager about that yeah. and make a deal. That would be great. <laughs> then I yeah. would have more motivation to get into finals. That's for sure. Han seems like a pretty uh, open guy to things like that, and uh, I like that all all the people in the splice org uh, are no, nobody's stiff. Everybody likes to have fun. You showed yeah. me in the break about uh, him stuffing quite a large <laughs> amount of cake into his face. Like we joke around all the time, and uh, he's uh, quite uh, quite a person. We have a lot of uh, cool stories uh, with him, including uh, limousine drives and uh, <laughs> champagne champagne bottles. <laughs> Why about and, this? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we can go too much into detail about all of the stories because uh, then it might ruin his reputation a bit. But <laughs> we had a wild uh, limo ride when we were in San Francisco for worlds. That's for sure. Hands out the window, chilling. Not not a bad way to visit San Francisco. Yeah, I mean Hans is a nice guy. He doesn't uh, even though he's late in his thirties soon. Then uh, <laughs> he still feels like a, a friend that could be same age as me, and we're always trolling around with him. So yeah, he's uh, the greatest manager alive, and we love him. Yeah. So who's the serious one? Is it Yamato? Um, Don't think we have one. The, the the thing is, we know when to be serious and we know when we can joke around. And even though we we say these things about Hans, he also knows when he when we know when he is serious and we have to be serious uh, uh, and respect that. And um, I, I feel that, that way about Yamato too. And that is kind of how we work. We have we usually have a lot of fun uh, in the house, outside the house. Um, but we know when it's crunch time and it's serious time, then everyone is focused as well. Yeah, it's nice to be able to balance that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you are going to play games for a living, you want to be able to have some fun. I know sometimes it's at others' expense. Sunkooks, who had a uh, wonderful uh, gift cut of Trashy the other week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Trashy likes to have a bit too much fun sometimes on stage, obviously. I think that's a, not for the camera. Maybe you should do it at home in your own room. But That's I mean, why we're audio only. I mean, yeah. I do appreciate that I got my own room at this point, right? So, <laughs> but then why did you have to take it on stage? I mean, sometimes yeah. you just desperate. Or <laughs> I think we need a link for the gift below this podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we had to add "not safe for work" tag on the end of it. Sometimes right. I feel like we need a translator for Treasure to explain himself. <laughs> That's why he will be here for a very it's, long time. <laughs> uh, if this wasn't Danish, it would be so much, so much better. Well, Actually, we we need the fish. I'm sorry. <laughs> We need to do it in Danish, and then we need a translator. All right, I'm getting subbed out. Yeah, uh, I I would like to be able to learn a lot more languages, including Danish, but every time I hear it, that one is really hard for me. I feel like I should know it. I feel like I recognize some words, but then it gets like completely out of hand. For you me. should ask Mickey. We learn him a lot of words. Yeah? I mean, not the nicest ones, but he knows how to flame trashy, so that's the, that's the most yeah. important Priorities. Part. Yeah, you want to make sure you get it in the way. and. <laughs> I mean, you guys do have a very Danish identity as a team, even though Mickey's, you know, also he's Slovenian. You have Hans. I mean, he's German manager, Danish but at this point. Oh, you've you've incorporated him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically. We've learned the, the most important words, which is flaming, and then he's good to go. So you guys can do comms in, in Danish now and uh, uh, keep no, your identity. But we can, if he really wants to, he can definitely flame me or someone else, <laughs> which is quite important sometimes. I mean, then you know if you do a mistake. So, I mean, that's important as well. 
It's a proud tradition of Danish esports. You guys, uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of Danes successful in, in not just league, other titles like Counter Strike and, and things like that. Is it important to you guys uh, as Danes to kind of like have this identity of, of being like top tier players in an esport? I don't think it has anything to do with being Danish. I think in general, we're just competitive. And... I think recently there was like this, they, they were analyzing what countries were the most, uh, people had the mo- most joy in life and stuff like this. And Denmark was is on the top of that list. And it's pretty much because we have so much freedom and uh, we don't have to rush into like educa- education, educational life and stuff like this. We can just chill out sometimes. Like for me personally, I finished, I finished college. I don't know how to explain it in English, but um, some people know gymnasiums. No? Gymnasium or college. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I needed one high school, then like, then college. My mom was very, very focused on me. I needed to finish this before I could choose the, the esports life. And, um, but for other people, like for example, Senko, he just finished high school and then he, it doesn't matter too much because he can always go back to uh, studying. And in Denmark, it's, it's free to just go to, to college. So in that regard, it's, we have a lot of freedom compared to other uh, countries, and I think that definitely helped for for e esports uh, growing in in Denmark. I think also that's where like Denmark, why we have so many players in esports in general, is because our education system is a lot better suited for this kind of thing, where you you might take a long break from your education and then you can go back when you get older and there's not a big problem. So I've I've heard from a lot of other people from a lot of different countries where they say that if they don't finish their education, they will they have nothing to do when they are done uh, with mm-hmm. esports. So I like that you you said trash. You finished your degree before you were able to pursue this, and then you kind of stepped into it, and you have a lot of options, but. Even if you then chose the esports life, Senkux, the esports life kind of chose you. Were you? Did you always know you wanted to be a pro gamer? In the first place, I was playing a lot of football um, or soccer, as you would call it. Because you. Oh no, I've been in Europe long enough. I know it's called football. <laughs> yeah. So I know Trashy was playing football as well, and but I mean, I got into playing league and I enjoyed the game a lot. And then I started playing and playing, and then I re- started watching these streams of pro players, and I thought this was uh, quite fun. I mean, I enjoyed playing the game, so imagine living off of of it and earning money um, and also I was quite tired of school at the time so when I finished uh, like the high school kind of thing I took an extra year to see if I actually could and wanted to go pro and halfway into that I realized that uh, yeah I should be able to so I kind of quit that and then I went uh, all in on, on the pro life and I made it it's not the best way of doing it I would say because there's always risk in it it's not everybody doesn't succeed in this so if you guys had to give advice to anyone who wanted to become a pro gamer either of you how what would you tell them um focus on school that's a le- that for sure that would be the the like if i asked my mom she would say you she would put it like this that focus on school first and then uh the esports life will kind of come to you um it's important that you have options if it fails because honestly becoming a pro gamer is very very hard and it's not something that will just come easy to you and you kind of at first you need to be very skilled at the game and on top of that you also need a bit of luck to actually get into teams that where you can succeed and right now it's very hard because the scene is already established and it's actually hard for you to go through like all the challenger steps uh, because back when back when we were going through that it was there wasn't really that much uh, like it wasn't really established that much because the scene was still really young but now it's because we don't 
there's not like a lot of academy teams in, in every, and it's not like you either are playing challenger series or you're playing uh, in LCS and there's not really anything lower than that so it's i think it's so hard to actually become a pro league player i mean i think it's really it's not a easy work if you don't enjoy playing the game like imagine sitting here spending 12 hours a day from when you wake up till you go to bed and playing the same game over and over and over i mean you need to enjoy the game to actually be able to to play this um professionally i think i think one one thing that most people don't understand completely about being a pro gamer is that we pretty much dedicate all our life towards the game and we don't really have much outside of the game that we do like we we're so focused on this and that that can kind of become the the bad part of bad part about it in the, in a way where you if you don't succeed in what you put all your effort into then you are will be really stressed and maybe i, I know some players uh, become like depressed and stuff like this and you really have to be mentally strong to be able to uh, stay in this also with all the social media stuff happening uh, i've seen it myself i've gone oh, through I, it myself i know it too man <laughs> um yeah so all right so in the end it's not all limousine rides and jacuzzis but thank you gentlemen for joining me that's definitely the the good parts about the esports life and <laughs> that's the funny part you yeah. get to live with hans in in a spice house you get to go to san francisco and enjoy a limo ride those moments come when you're being successful and most people don't realize that i think um and uh, i think we're just grateful that we get the opportunity to uh, get to the point where we are being successful and then all the the fun moments with uh, especially our manager hans becomes uh, the reality without work comes reward yes yeah and uh, also <laughs> lasagna words. thank you guys for lunch as well and well, I look forward to seeing more of that success happening for you guys in the future. Cheering for you. But for now, we got to sign off. So from me, goodbye. 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 See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>